Welcome to Moments with M3 Leadership Podcast, where Mary Malone and her guests have authentic conversations about leadership, navigating transitions, and finding purpose both at work and at home. We hope this conversation will give you the inspiration, power, and courage to reach for greatness while making a difference for someone else. Now, here's your host, Mary Malone McCarthy. Hi, everyone. It's Mary Malone McCarthy with Moments with M3 Leadership Podcast. Today, we are doing a part two with a topic that I think is mission critical during these challenging and unprecedented times in our nation and in our communities between COVID and the unrest and the attack on our capital in Washington, D.C. just last week. We're going to be talking about mental wellness with Harriet Hardy. She's doing some remarkable things at ADT. And as we began our conversation about this, I thought there's a lot of powerful and valuable information that we wanted to share with our listeners. And knowing that mental health, mental wellness is on everybody's minds and everybody's hearts, we wanted to have a conversation around this. We're also going to be putting some tools on our website which is m3placement.com and some resources. And what you'll learn today in our conversation with Harriet is that no matter the size of your organization, no matter where the role is, the time is now to get vulnerable and to get open about talking about mental wellness, mental health, and working within your organizations to be able to provide a support network, resources, and dialogue so that we can navigate this time together. So join me in welcoming Harriet, and we hope that you find today's conversation brief but powerful, and that you also go to our site at m3placement.com to find additional tools and resources to help you and your organization during this time. Thank you. Harriet, welcome back. And you and I had some some great discussions as we were doing our original podcast, but one that we touched on that we just felt during such a challenging and transformative time in our country between COVID, the political forefront, the attack on our capital is mental wellness. And I know that it's all on everybody's minds and in everybody's hearts. And the suffering that we're seeing across the country and across the world right now is just profound. I, as I know you are, am incredibly passionate about the work that can be done in a workplace to be able to support individuals and their families to change and to grow and meet them with where they're at, which is a term that you and I have used often to be able to know that there's an organization that cares. And so I thought it was important for you and I to have a conversation about mental wellness and how you're leading some incredibly important task force and you call it the business employee resource group if I have that correct your birth and let me just kick off to our conversation with a couple quotes so that our listeners can appreciate where we're at with this but Forbes recently published an article And a quote that stood out to me that said, there is no doubt that the coronavirus pandemic will be the most psychologically toxic disaster in anyone's lifetime. And this quote is by George Everly, who's the teacher of disaster, mental illness, and resilience at John Hopkins. He then goes on to say, this pandemic is a disaster of uncertainty, and the greater the uncertainty surrounding a disaster, the greater psychological casualties. 
will be. Further in the article, they talk about that only 50% of employees are comfortable discussing mental health issues. And this immediately made me think of you and your mental wellness program and what's happening at ADT. And I'd love for us to just talk a little bit with our audience of, of how do they get started and why is this so important to be having these conversations in the organization, no matter the size? Yeah, yeah. And Mary, thanks for having me back. This is definitely a very, gosh, important topic in the world right now. And, you know, the way that we actually started started this, well, when we launched our business employee resource groups and the, and the reason why we intentionally put the word business um, uh, in front of that was because we wanted to anchor everything in how can we help the business. And when we think about mental wellness, it goes to our employees, right? That are the cornerstones to our, our business. And so we felt that it was important to start to destigmatize mental wellness. And we started it by actually asking our executive leadership team who wanted to be a sponsor on our Bergs. And our Bergs include women, Black, Hispanic, et cetera. But I actually raised my hand to be the executive sponsor for the mental wellness Berg because I think it is just something that's not talked about enough. And we needed to provide an avenue where our employees could talk about it, talk to specialists like our employee assistance program, the EAP that we offer, but also talk to leaders across the organization in order for them to feel that they have somebody they can go to. Mm-hmm. So we, we launched the employee resource group several weeks ago, right around mid-December, and the, the response was overwhelming. Over 400 people joined the group. We had over 160 people in the chat asking questions, who can I talk to? Thank you for doing this. I finally feel like I'm not alone in this. And that, to me first of all, was heartwarming in that in that people are out there and looking for something, but it, it showed the opportunity of how we can be there for, for our employees and how we can destigmatize this. And actually, after the call, I had one-on-one conversation with folks and provided my own personal story around why I feel mental wellness is important. You know, I've seen it in friends and family where it goes, how would I say, undetected or mm-hmm. unnoticed or mm-hmm. not approached because we don't want to talk about it. And I think we need to talk about it. I think we need to talk about it in order to get our arms around and, and, and determine what we need to, to do next. So I think first and foremost, what, what companies need to do is talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, and find the right way culturally to do that, whether that's through Zoom calls, whether that's providing resources through their EAP, whether that's having leaders stand up and say, we're going to be doing these kinds of things throughout the year to, to have employees you know, start talking. Whatever it is, start talking about it. It's okay. And I think it's just the stigma there has stopped us from doing that. And uh, we have to destigmatize it first and foremost. That's fantastic. And I think 
to destigmatize it is just to just that one conversation, that one Zoom call. And as you said, you didn't know if you were going to have two people or 200 yeah, people. Right, and you, right. You just said you were overwhelmed with the response and the messaging that was even happening in the chat box of thank you so much. I can't tell you how much I've needed a group to turn to or to support and to be able to have a resource to know that I'm not alone. And I think that is is probably one of the biggest challenges is that people feel everybody else seems to be handling this. Why can't I? You know, if I can just work a little harder, if I just get up a little earlier, I can get through this. And, you know, this pandemic and this transition as a country, we're in this for the long run. And so we have a responsibility as leaders, as servant leaders, and we have responsibility as organizations to give people the tools and to open that conversation to be able to know that there's a place to go that they can feel safe. And I don't know how many other places, the EAP lines are great, but I don't know how many other places there are, if you think about it, other than a workplace where you go every day to have a resource and a network to be able to have this. And when leaders think about, you know, what can I do? do, you know, everybody keeps saying, communicate, communicate, you know, that's the buzzword you hear all the time. You can't communicate enough. I agree, but I think we have to communicate on the hard conversations just as important. Exactly. And, and you mentioned servant leader. We heard that what resonated most in that Zoom call were the personal stories that the leader shared, whether mm. it was myself or the chair of the, the Berg or the other leaders of the Berg, they each shared their personal stories around mental wellness, whether it's a family member. And they were, I mean, I was tearing up and hearing all of this. And so then people don't feel alone. Right. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe so-and-so is going through this. It's okay for me to talk about it. Exactly. You know, I talked about my own personal story with a family member who has mental a mental illness and how I've dealt with it from childhood all the way up until adulthood. And it's not easy. It doesn't just, you don't just snap your fingers and it's, and it's, so those stories and being able to be vulnerable and share those stories resonated yeah. with employees. Yeah. Especially when they see people, leaders who are going through that themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The Census Bureau did a poll and I was I was shocked that it said that only 50% of employees are comfortable discussing mental health issues. And then, you know, a similar poll conducted by the American Psychiatric Association found that a third of employees worry about retaliation or firing if they seek mental health care. And that just rocked me. I got to tell you, I mean, it really, you can probably hear it in my voice to think how alone that must feel. And I've got to keep this job going to keep my family alive. And so again, as you said, to be able to support through a conversation like this, we can't solve the problems, but we can make people feel as though it's okay. You're not going to lose your job. We're going to actually step up and try to do more for you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Can you give our listeners a tip or two of how did you open this conversation? If they just said, I'm just going to throw this out there and I'm going to see what happens. They may say, but I don't even know how to start the conversation. Can you give any advice on an agenda or just how do you start this? Well, first we started with launching a broader inclusive diversity strategy, right? And this, mm-hmm. this was part of it. 
And we started to tap into folks in the business to determine who had a passion around this. Mm -hmm. And then people just naturally raised their hand Mm -hmm. and they said, I want to be myself. I want to be the executive sponsor. I want to be the chair. I want to lead this pillar of work around communication. I want to do this. And then we, we, we actually launched a communication campaign that started with, we're launching this broader diversity strategy. The first verb that we're going to launch is mental wellness. We're going to do X, Y, and Z over the next several months. We just launched what we call Monday Meditation, right? Mm -hmm. So every Monday we launched doing meditation because that's part of mental wellness. We just did it this first Monday and folks can join. And there were hundreds of folks on the call on Monday that were actually doing meditation and we had great feedback. So it starts with having people raise their hand to be leaders as part of this and communicating, and then starts to permeate throughout the organization. That's fantastic. And I even think there it's okay for anybody in the organization to step up. And I think it would be great to have that, the, the leaders of the organization that maybe only have 20 or 25 people. Sure, absolutely. We're, we're a trusted group. We're a team. We're a family. We're going to open up this call. And we're going to have this be about mental wellness and how is everybody doing and how can we support each other and to learn, right? And maybe there are some simple things. And I love the meditation because I think there's care that we need to do all of the time to help with that. But I think to your point, a task force is fantastic. It doesn't matter the size of the organization. That's right. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be messy. It can be uncomfortable. It can be extremely vulnerable, but to open up that door and start to have that conversation about wellness, which I think is a beautiful word, word around mental health and how do we help continue to navigate and work through this and to make it okay to have that conversation. No doubt. No doubt. Fantastic. Well, thank you. I just thought this was such an important topic. And I think that if nothing else, we are going to build resilience and we are going to learn and grow and become stronger as we merge out of this. And I think organizations are going to be quite different. And I think they're going to be supporting their teams in ways that they never imagined, but I think in ways that are just so needed and so important. Yeah. Thanks, Mary. Thanks thank for you. Uh, me on this topic. Take oh, care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Moments with M3 Leadership Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. For more information on our vision, please visit m3placement.com.